it's that fake it till you make it bullshit yeah. that like oh you become an Instagram star or like I don't mean to sound like it, like I always feel like I'm only fucking 30 but like I feel like I come at it like almost like how dare you I feel like, the same way or like like people even like younger people like, like what I work with or whatever or like go to school they'll ask me like oh like how do you come up I'm like just work motherfucker it's just like anything yeah. like you thinking you can just like take pictures of yourself and self promote and like pretend like you're doing shit takes away from those fucking hours that I spent since I was a child fucking 16 years playing yeah. drums like yeah. that's yeah. how you make beats you know yeah. what I mean like learn your craft dude you know like I'm with you dude that's a lost uh, that's a lost concept I think to a certain degree it's too easy now yeah I feel like it's too I easy like to get attention I feel like kids growing up now don't even understand that cause like I, like I feel like they will at some point but like I don't know it's it's weird I think I I don't think I understood that until I was oh, like for sure. you know, it's a, 17, I mean, 18, 19 I'm starting even. to understand now even like that you never understand it's all just yeah, you're true. figuring out as you go along dude. there's yeah. no such thing as adults man yeah, we're all just so figuring weird. as we go along like it's the when you figure when you get to that point I don't know when I was like 26 or some shit I'm like mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like my parents are just regular fucking people. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, they had no fucking clue what they were doing when they were Yeah. Don't get me wrong, they played it off. Like I thought they had fucking eyes in the back of their head. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no such thing as adults. How would I feel about that? You and just, now you I've just, like yeah. slipped into like thirty, like fucking yeah, I'm just riding crazy. this shit out, like, riding the waves, <laughs> seeing where it takes me. Yeah, I kinda like, figured uh, there'd all there would just be like a, a point in my life where it's like, All right, I'm an adult now. Like exactly. something clicked and it never, over. It never happened. Never Every five happened. years I feel like now, like I look back and I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't know five years ago. Like you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But that's a good thing. Like that's all life's supposed to be at as well. Like, yeah. yeah bettering yourself and like progressing as a person where I feel like the people that freak me out are the ones that turn 19 are like yep got it all figured out I'm gonna go now got my briefcase and my uh, tie and I'm like, yeah. like you looked around motherfucker like yeah. like how about all that shit up there you got it like I know you're doctor so and so now but like you really got it all figured out like they would have you they would have you yourself. fooled man they would have you fooled you can fool yourself man you can't fool everybody else though like some deep shit, dude. That is some deep shit. That is some deep fucking shit. Live from the studio. <laughs> yes. I'm Jimmy Seleski. Eric Glazer. We got uh, Jared Brazil. Is that your real name or is that like your stage name? I get that all the time. Now, that might, that's definitely my born given name. That's so dope. Brazil. B-R-A-Z-I-L. Just like the country. Just like and I'm the not country. from there. Not, not nice. from there. You'd be surprised. People ask that shit all the time. <laughs> that's crazy. Which blows my mind. That's like I the normal, said. like you're on the phone giving your name to somebody. And it's like, okay, Mr. Brazil, how, how do you spell your name? I was like, just like the country. And like, how is that? B-R-E-Z-I-L. Like, oh, like the country. I'm like, like the country. And they're like, oh, are you from there? I'm like, fuck. Another yeah, one? Everybody like, has their country as their last like, laser. You're from Smith, yeah. right? Yeah. That's how that all worked, right? Yeah. Jimmy, right? Scratch that off your, your note list. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, scratching yeah. off. Definitely so not your name. <laughs> Got the name portion covered, dude. Didn't even write that one down. Yeah, I'm not even like there. Portuguese or anything, man. I'm like I'm a mutt. I'm like I think I'm German. Where are you actually Lithuanian, from? Cherokee, Parkville. I grew up in Parkville. Oh, you grew up, did you go to Parkville okay. High School? Yeah, yeah. Graduated hey. 2004. Go Knights. We went to Towson yeah. High School, dude. That's yeah. what's up. Hell yeah. So you're like a, you're a townie. Yeah, you're a townie. But you did you go to Towson We're University? Townies. I am now. I went to Sheffield in 2005, like the Sheffield Institute for the Recording Arts. Mm-hmm. Where's that? New, Philly? No, Philly. no, it's it's in Baltimore. Well, it's in the outskirts of Baltimore. If you okay. go up, uh, if you go up Delaney Valley know. to where like it splits off Jarrettsville Pike, yeah, you go up Jarrettsville Pike a little ways, and it's technically like Phoenix, Maryland. Are there multiple oh, okay, yeah. Sheffields, or is that the only one? 
I think there might be like a Sheffield. <laughs> a <laughs> real Mine's Sheffield. like Sheffield. Like the record, it's a <laughs> badass recording Like studio. Berkeley, because Berkeley has what, okay, one yeah. in California. That's that's where they have like Berkeley, yeah, and uh, California. But like then they have the music school in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, is basically a recording studio that I seemed like basically when times got tough and they weren't, you know, record labels aren't throwing 150K mm-hmm. at an album anymore. They were like, fuck, we got to stay open. I mean, like when I went there, they had like, Badass fucking SSL. Wait, so you're saying they started out as a recording studio? It still is a a it still is a functioning recording studio. It's like I would say probably one of the most or the most badass recording studio. Yeah, I know they do. I've heard a lot about them a lot. DC's got some other crazy shit. They do like I know that uh, one of the dudes I play with said they do like if you're like a local band they like pay you to come in and record and they'll record they you, give you or free recording for the so students, that the students yeah. can have like people to fuck mm-hmm. around like uh, have mic placement. Be, yeah. so you're not going to necessarily get the best you're not going to get the product that you would get if you had gone and paid and have an but engineer. you're going to get the nice equipment though fuck yeah dude they've got <laughs> i could nerd out forever dude i'm an audio engineer dude, at my I, trade so like, you can throw it right at me i fucking love well, that like, shit and now what they have now is an ssl duality so that's easy like fuck i don't even know it's like a three hundred thousand dollar console um and they've got neumann and rose so they just and every have- mic you can think of out the yin yang my, my first day in class when we were learning mics and he's like handing out like it's fucking boot camp he hands me mine and he's like yeah don't drop that that's basically a fucking bar of gold and i was like okay which one i don't even which know one that, it was a neumann u47 uh, oh like shit. before the fucking berlin wall came down type shit Yo. old ass tube microphone like wow uh, jesus christ like uh, yeah <laughs> that's some shit to just hand some goofy like 18 year old kid like <laughs> but it was a cool experience dude like one of my professors the guy who did live sound he uh he his first tour he went out on like to do live was uh, Cheap Trick. Oh so really? That's fucking unbelievable. And then how old is this guy? He's an older dude. I don't know. Probably I Cheap 50s, Trick is sixties. I think he said he was like young. Like they corrupted him type shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but then like he was like kind of like borderline nut job genius type dude. Like he was. I like, feel like most of the audio visual guys are visual visual guys yeah, are. Case in point, I'm a, I'm a nut dude. Like. <laughs> But this guy was like in the middle of like explaining how he rewired like the console we were doing for live. He's like, well, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. He's like, well, you know, you guys are going to get lost in this diagram. Kind of like I was like out on Joshua Tree with Pink Floyd. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back a step. Like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? Like, let's talk about that. He mixed the wall tour. Like, I don't know if he did monitors or front of house or whatever, mm. but like. He, he yeah, mixed. Like, what? That's yeah. Crazy. At least like that's what I, what I remember of the story that, yeah. And then he was on tour and apparently they were like, I don't know, out Joshua Tree doing whatever have you. Jeez. Mind altering substance this will soon. Damn, dude. So you, is sound, is the sound audio visual stuff your main thing or like what, what's this? I'm working thing? at a restaurant right now. I'm coming back to school. Where are you basically. working by the way? Pizza Blitz at Quarry Lake Shopping Center in Pikesville. Hey. Some of the best pizza in town. Shout pizza out. Blitz. Blitz. This doesn't sound super Italian, but. Sounds very. But my uh, friend Luigi who owns the place. Like, <laughs> straight off the boat from Italy, like right from Naples. Oh, yeah. You uh, are you a driver there? Are you? No, I'm like their, like, I guess you could say, like, head server, like, manager. Like, basically, he's been helping me out. Friend of mine owns the restaurant. He works with my schedule while I'm back in school. So it's kind of like. So you're going to Towson now to pursue what? I just needed to get a degree. Basically, I hit a point in, like, you got to figure, like, you didn't get anything from Sheffield? It's, I'm a certified audio engineer. You know, whatever the fuck that (laughs) means. Dude, like I said, the experiences are worth the money in themselves. 
Um, but I ended up getting a job doing audiovisuals in hotels for like eight years. Really? Which basically Through was the like school. Like, uh, how did that work out? No, I think it was on like Monster or something like Career hey. Builder back in the day. Shit, like, yeah. <laughs> totally dead at this point, which I found the hard way. Uh, <laughs> tried looking back. I'm like, oh, I guess I should update my resume on here. This dead shitty site that only gives you like <laughs> Affleck leads and shit. Like, horrible pyramid scam, like sales shit, like. So, yeah, basically, I got it off a of monster, did that for, like, eight years. Everything from, like, mom and pop's, like, uh, like reunion shit where you have, just like, slideshow projection mm-hmm. to, like, we did, like, a 50-light spread for uh, George W. Bush. I did, wow. a, like, a philanthropy meeting for, like, Peter Gabriel, Wycliffe Jean, and Ted Turner. Hey. Um, yeah, it was a weird one, dude. Like, <laughs> Wycliffe performed nice. at the end, and it's, like, a philanthropy meeting, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's basically a bunch of rich, old, white dudes that their job is essentially to give away some of their money so they can, like... Continue to not be philanthropists? Well, like, so they can, like... It's almost like a tax thing, you know what I mean? Like, can, I like, have so much money, I gotta money, give some yeah. of it away, they're gonna take it anyway. So, I might as well, like... <laughs> so, like, you know, Peter Gabriel was, like, pitching his cause, and, like, yeah. Wycliffe that was there for, like, say, Haiti believe. before he like bankrupted or whatever yeah something happened with Wycliffe performed at the end with his Haitian band who weren't totally like like hip to white people like (laughs) like uh, like, you know what I mean like they were definitely kind of like edgy and like we found White Pony in their CD player like the Deftones record and was like oh hey man is this yours and like definitely not dude (laughs) (laughs) hey man cool I got it like they were performing like Bob Marley tunes and shit for all these like super super wealthy dudes like and you were you were the sound guy. Yeah, I was like A two or some shit. Like I was miking up people and like you know running extra. What's A two stand for? So like in a show you'll have like audio and video guy that's the head. It's the A one or the V one or like lighting be your L one. And then yeah, like makes the, sense. The second in hand be second L two L three. You know like goes down. Okay, the so they you know, label after. So A one I'm assuming runs the boards and A two is the guy. Like, I was like I was running just, around. Making yeah, sure, I like, was like the not the bitch for the day, but like I was kind of just like switching out. We were recording it too so i was switching yeah. out yeah i can't remember what the fuck we were recording on cds or dat or some Classic. shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was cool like I, I, that was like when i first started and then i worked up to like where i was like running shows like flying around the country and shit until the economy took a slide and then yeah kind of got whack i got like I, I basically stuck behind a desk working like fucking like 80 hours a week like on salary like they kind of squeezed yeah. me out because I made pretty good money when I was younger. I, like, I was, was it like, was it audio work that you were doing or anything? I was pro- I actually like I did audio work, but like unless like we did a couple like cool arrays and shit where I had like speakers hung from the ceiling and stuff with like Meyer sound, like really good quality stuff. But like I didn't get to get as creative with the audio once I was in that atmosphere. You got to figure a lot of it's yeah. corporate shit. So like. A lot of it was just like podium mic, maybe four tabletop mics, some lav, maybe we'll have some Q&A. So I realized quick that like our salesman would totally try to like stuff these like government corporate gigs. Like we had like Lockheed Martin shit. Mm-hmm. Like, so like for their after party, you got to figure it's like all week conference and they'd have like their boozing at night where they're all hitting it hard and like yeah. have like <laughs> dance lights. So we'd sell them badass intelligent lights so we could play with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I really real quick. I was like, I got to become a lighting guy. So I learned how to program intelligent lights, like the moving. Oh, and nice. Oh, hell yeah. So I got to play with some cool shit. Like some of the lights we used there were like $50,000. Like at least at the time, it might be fucking cheap as shit now, but like <laughs> this has been like, I guess six years ago. So, you okay? So you did that. And now you're at Towson University to get a degree in that, or what do you? Yeah, basically, I went back. So I originally went back because, like, at that company, I was like I said, I was kind of getting fucked. I looked for just a lateral position somewhere else. I'm like, all right, I gotta look elsewhere and see what I can. And like, I couldn't find anything without a bachelor's degree. So I was like, basically, uh, I think we were. I don't know if we were married already or if we were still dating. But my wife 
like basically when she got out of school, I was living in Philly. I was already paying all the bills. I was like, just come up. I'm already paying. You know what I mean? Like just moving with me. So we kind of switched places. She started making pretty like decent money. And I was like, if I have to make this transition, I have to have a bachelor's degree to do this fucking job I've been doing for that point, like six years. Yeah. I might as well do it now before we start going towards. I knew. I mean, I if we weren't married already, I knew where we were going to be. We've been together for like five years or some yeah. shit. I knew. And like, um, I figured might as well do it now than later. So that's kind of where I'm at now, like working through some of that. Um, and I'm towards the end of it. I think I'm done in the spring finally. Really? Awesome. Bullshit. And so you're, like, you're, cause I, I mean, that's, I guess how I even came into contact with you. So you're doing the WTMD shit. I did like, that as an internship, basically okay. not to get out of a class, but like if I can do that <laughs> for three credits as opposed to sitting through a class, like, I'm enjoying it, but yeah. some of the stuff is kind of taxing you, like sitting through audio one and like Dom, my professor there. None of your Dom. credits transfer. I, I figured if you got that. I, see, that's the thing. I didn't. It wasn't an accredited school. Te- like oh, Sheffield is just a uh, like vocational a trade school, almost. Trade school yeah. which like back in the day used to work until like basically like what 2008 when shit hit the fan, and now it's like you need a master's degree to have like an entry level position yeah, yeah, some places. Yeah, until the next and, shit hits the fan. I, it is what it is. I'm just. It, it's all a money game, dude. Like the whole thing that made me go back. I applied at Towson. Mm-hmm. For like a lower level AV position, mm-hmm. send on my gear list. Like I, I'm a humble guy. Like I guess mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that I'm dropping all these fucking like names from conferences. <laughs> I've learned at this point I can't be humble anymore. You know what I mean? Because I'm yeah. like I've done some stuff. But like I applied there, sent on my gear list that I'm certified on. Like there were companies that like through that company certified me on their like like high end systems certified me on their hog board or whatever uh-huh. on all their lighting boards. And they're like, mm, sorry, you don't have a, a bachelor's degree. We can't hire you. They were only looking for like a year of experience and a bachelor's degree. And I had six years of experience and had been running like 15 man crews of guys with my like degree. It's and insane, dude. I mean, the whole college. It's all about the money. It, it, I'm with you. The whole, uh, that's a whole different topic, but that it, it's, it's, it's fucked up almost the way that shit works. Oh, it's super fucked up. And I went back in as a political science major just because I was like, oh, that's gonna, fucked I'm up. Gonna, I'm going to broaden my horizons and try <laughs> to figure some shit out. I was like, well, I was, I was either going to do history or political science because I was like well if I'm going to go back and pay all this fucking money like I might as well educate myself in like where we came from and what my rights are mm-hmm. I ended up going to political science and then partway through at Taos and I was just like these are miserable people and I don't want to work with them like and oh. well, I, the problem was too like when I went back nobody knew what the fuck I did for a living nobody kind of still knows like with sound if it sounds good no one even thinks about it until it's fucked up is when they're like hey what's wrong with the sound it's all fucking freed and back you yeah, know like yeah, you're yeah. like Nobody even knows what you do until you fuck up, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So to no, one, compensate right. any money, but also when I went back in telling these advisors, if you even want to fucking call them that, that's my only bitch about colleges. The advisors are fucking terrible. Well, I feel like their job, if I was at college and I was like, how can these guys benefit me the best? It would be, I would say, honestly, to make you spend the most time and the most money you possibly could getting that fucking degree. Yeah, they're trying to... The that's most, they're fuck. like a taxi driver. They're like taking all the fucking long ways home. Well, especially when your you're ass. taking a direct loan from the government and they're getting paid directly by the government. And as far as I know, there's no regulation on how much those fuckers can charge me. I no paid $12,000 for the past two years at Towson. What? $12,000? Each year. So like I paid twelve last year and I'm paying twelve again. This I mean year. it's literally it's taking the same course as the you know when the whole it's a you Ponzi talk, scheme the same exact uh, method by which that the housing prices rose and the fucking bubble burst mm-hmm. and now they're doing the applying the same you know no regulation all well, this that's easy going to money. rental properties too where I don't know if you've noticed like I I did at least some of my friends like I, I'm lucky enough I'm in a house now like but like when like. The, the bubble burst on like the the buying of property mm-hmm. rental property went up 
exorbitantly where yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, really? this fucking apartment I used to rent was like 750, 800 bucks, I think. And my friend, when him and his girl broke up, went to go like see what those were kind of cheap apartments. It was like $1,100. And we're talking within like maybe a three year span. Like you're really fucking telling me that the cost of living changed that much. Well, where's the money we're making? Like mm-hmm. grease the wheels, people. Like yeah. if people can't fucking live or eat. We're gonna have problems. You know that's what some I mean? profound shit. No, that's true. It's basic they shit. That's why, like, when you say shit, and people are like, "Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense." Well, no shit, man. Yeah, like, it, it, they don't. But the thing is, it, it's all. I think the mis- Okay, I think that the mistake that we make is assuming that the people that are forgetting to grease the wheels and all these other things that they're they're that they're all geniuses or something like that like they're yeah, they're aristocrats we're giving them too much credit they we're thinking about this shit they're they're all acting for their own personal interests i don't think they're necessarily like if one guy can make a couple bucks off of this shitty lawn in the mortgage industry he's gonna do it he's yeah. gonna find a loophole doggy he's do dog it. type shit he's not thinking okay what are the ramifications of if i do this someone else finds out about this and all of a sudden this could lead to that nobody gives a fuck about that I think people understand it, but at the end of the day, they're all thinking like, eh, I'm not it, part of that. It's inherent of humans, though. Think about it, man. It's, so it's, you, it's rich yeah. people looking at short-term gains instead of long-term gains. Because it's I can even anybody looking like, towards short. It, well, yeah, because our lives are so relatively thing. short. Like, fuck it, make the money right now. I'm so, yeah, I'm saying you and I would but be in the same position. But if they were smart to keep their business going for decades as opposed to quarters, where I think that's part of it, too, that like... Everybody's beholden to like shareholders now. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah. let's make sure this quarter looks good. We got to be in the black. So they'll lay off a bunch of fucking people, do whatever they got to do to make their money to make sure the shareholders are happy. But then like what happens to that company in fucking 10 years when like you've pissed everybody the fuck off mm-hmm. and you got nobody to work for? I don't know. Like some negative shit. It's but not negative. It's not negative. It's fucking true. And it's, it's when it bleeds into every facet. Like you said, okay, school, like the thing that tripped me out when I was at CCBC, I got my, like my gen eds done at CCBC and then mm-hmm. transferred to Towson had this awesome uh, political science professor, Mr. Didi, and he uh, he showed a video from, like, I think it was Vice. Like, he was, like, hooked on Vice's news and shit, <laughs> which was awesome, older dude. Like, But he showed a video that they did about a school in, I think it's in Mumbai, like in India, and it's basically their equivalent to MIT, only if you don't get accepted there. Like, basically, they were interviewing a guy that worked there, and his son was disappointed that he got accepted to Cornell and couldn't get in there instead. He's like, dude, that's an Ivy League school. Like, Cornell's still pretty badass. He's like, yeah, but, like, you know, he really wanted to go here. It's basically because, like, a shitload of, like, the dudes that are now running Silicon Valley are from there. Like, this shit blows most of our universities out of the water. Wow. And their tuition is $700 a year, U.S. equivalent. They're investing in their people instead of looking at them as a commodity. Like, we're we're sucking the money out of our people and enslaving them to their student loans, whereas they're like, yo, like, they're going to come back and reinvest that in their community, and it'll... Do you think that's a, do you think that is a, okay, so I don't, you're saying the school's in where in India or, okay, so the school's, I'm not saying it's widespread. It was like, there's one school. It's like their biggest tech school. basically. I mean, that's probably if their best school, if their best school is charging that much, then I can't imagine that their middle of the road schools are charging anymore. Yeah. Which I don't know, man. It's a a mindfuck. Do you think think it is the way their government is run? Do you think it's more of how the people are there or what they believe? That I couldn't tell you. I I don't know if it's a cultural thing. Because when you look at America, you think, okay, well, at the same time, when you talk about all the great things about America and like capitalism and all that shit, but you think about, okay, at the same time, we promote a system which encourages people to kind of... Like individual, we are like raw individualism. Yeah, we are commodities yeah. to other people. They in that country is that a 
is that I don't oh, know. They are they're... for sure. Like they do. They, they still have the caste system. Where like so they but they still people, view each like, other as people living in fucking car. Uh, I'm not gonna make it out like they're super like. The, the the separation of wealth there is by any means equal. There's yeah, people no. living in cardboard boxes. Oh, yeah, still, yeah, I saw yeah. a documentary. The like, yeah, they, they have still, no running water. But then there's there dudes like, like making fucking high rises, their personal condos. I saw a mm -hmm. documentary about that where these these billionaires they're buying entire sky rises. Well, I think and that, making that their personal condo. I think the question you have to ask is okay, seven hundred dollars U.S. equivalent is cheap to us. It might be a shitload of rupees though. That's what I'm <laughs> thinking. I'm thinking. Okay, so I went down to Mexico, sure. right? And it kind of it's it's almost a weird concept to gather because I'm thinking okay so U.S. equivalent I can go down to Mexico and I can get a fucking quesadilla for U.S. dollar fifty like a huge Chipotle quesadilla for a dollar fifty that's like twenty pesos down there right twenty pesos is the equivalent for whatever reason I don't understand how this works but like you hand somebody twenty pesos it's like if I handed you twenty bucks. Like the same amount, but the U.S. equivalent is like 18 pesos to a dollar. So not only is, I don't know if this is making any sense, because it doesn't make sense to me at all. I'm kind of following. It's what just because their economy is shit. 700, 700 U.S. equivalent there might seem like very cheap to us, but I would venture to say I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if that was equally as like unaffordable for them as it is for like Towson University to us. Oh, it's an equivalent, yeah, for sure, where like the money they make is supposed, at least it's more or less relative to the money they spend. So maybe it's, uh, that, yeah. see, that would call into question the whole, do they actually invest But then the whole like, difference of like currencies and why one's worth, uh, that, I'm not an economist and I, no, honestly, I mean, I none of it I, makes any sense to me. That shit, that shit, that, that's the shit that it's boggles my mind. I don't know. Economists like, and st that whole, the whole concept of everything like that. I think that's where we were talking about earlier that I've gotten to the point like, as in turning 30, especially getting away from the political science major into mm -hmm. back into, that's where I stepped back into the audio. I, they didn't know what to tell me to take. Like I said, like they were like, Oh, I guess computer science. I'm like, I'm not a fucking programmer, dude. I've done some CAD. I've yeah, done like computer just, work, but I don't do code really. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I finally got to Towson is when I found the electronic media and film program, which is where I should have been all along. Are you in the, uh, they had that like LKT frat. Oh, nah. That's a, I haven't that's done any frats, right? Yeah. I'm too old for that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the weird old head that's, like, creeping. I'm like, married. I got a kid on the way in December, actually. So. Dude, you'd be like uh, the dudes from old school. I could be that guy. <laughs> that dude was dope. It tastes so good as soon as it hits your lips. <laughs> like, just shotgun and beers and shit. Be but now, as soon as I got into the electronic media and film program, though, I felt super at home. Everybody was way, way more upbeat. Like, you can tell they're not as, like, cutthroat per se like they're like I gotta, I gotta fucking make mm. sure this paper is top notch so I can get in the state department do you guys do papers I, guess I still do, do papers for the EMF program I actually surprisingly had to do a lot more film writing stuff where it's it's an audio program but it's kind of like geared towards broadcast really they don't really do as much with like music recording they do some but and then I still had to take like these like film writing classes because it is still geared heavily in with film so I had to do like like two screenwriting classes I was just like oh this is cool and all, but like when I have like other stuff to do, like audio projects and all, I kind of want to take the time to be. That sounds so lame. I know, like first world problems. Like, <laughs> no, dude, God, has to be creative. <laughs> like, I've worked way where it's shittier jobs, and like it's been worse. Well, what's but it? What's it like? A, things. How is this going to make me a better audio engineer? How is me writing this fucking twenty-page screenplay going to better my mix? Wax on, wax off. Yeah. You don't really get. I'll do it, Mister Miyagi. Just learn. You got to so. ride the wave, though, man. Where I've met groups through that. Where like the Little Heavy is the band I manage. Mm -hmm. They, I met them through like school. Like uh, my friend David. So they all go to Towson? A friend of mine, David, was in one of my political science classes, and his roommate is uh, Josh. 
who was the bassist for Little Heavies. Hey. And he, they came over jammed out. Like, they're into, like, jazz and all kinds of random music and shit. And we just kind of chilled and, like, jammed. And, like, I shouldn't, like, my, my studio setup at home is, like, super modest. But, like, I've got a control room and, you know, a separate sound room. And, like, my sound room's probably, like, for whatever reason, it works out that it's good for drums. Like, it's oh, a pretty decent-sized nice. room, which is great because I play drums. Like, it's it's got, like, popcorn ceiling, old, like, 50s, 60s-style house. You know what I mean? But, like, the wood paneling and the, the popcorn ceiling kind of works for sound dampening a little. And, like, when we were, I was showing him my recordings, he's like, dude, would you be down to, like, record my band? And at that point, I was, like, I was still trying to figure out the hot spots in my room, mic placement, what worked in my space. And, like, they came over and we started, just, just went from there. Like, that's how I kind of fell into managing them, too, where I was just engineering. And I saw that, like, kind of had a need for it. Like, they didn't like talking to people mm -hmm. at their shows. Like, I get it. When you're doing the creative, do the creative. Let somebody else do the management and the engineering. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you do as a manager for them? Like, what would you say you're? I think I'm a terrible manager. I shouldn't even say <laughs> that. But no, I do what they like. Basically, I'm. I don't, that's what it feels weird for me to call myself their manager, because like, I, I'm glad, especially then they're my first group I've managed. Um, so like, they brought me on as they were like, we just want you to be part of the band. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I feel like at times I, that means being like a producer, like yo you got to cut that part a little shorter. You got to do this. I haven't had to do much of that. They're pretty good at structure with their songs themselves, but more of like, just as like an older musician, like with a little bit of business sense, luckily doing the hotel shit. Like I had to do pretty big contracts. We sold like, I sold like 50 grand worth of lights to Lockheed Martin for a four hour holiday party, dude. Like Damn. I've thrown down some, like I used to wear, wear a suit and tie every day so yeah, I can yeah. play that role, even though it's not me at all. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm actually fairly introverted, but like, yeah. so what do you, I've okay. had to learn to, have to turn to it on, it. Yeah, you know? You so what, okay. So, so like, wait. so I talk to people at the concerts, if they have a problem, I'm the like, you figure out what you need and want out of this. Are like, you making calls on their behalf? You call people up, hey, we want to show here, we want to show I there. I do, but like Joe, we've actually kind of like Joe, the guitar player, Joe Walsh, weird enough, is the guitar no player. No way, Yeah, dude. I know, right? How Not much of a mind fuck is that? Eagles uh, up there, man. Big fan. First time I recorded him, and like he's like ripped it. He's an awesome lead guitar player, too. Yeah, I noticed that. Listen, yeah. he's good. So he's then he was like, yeah, like Joe, Joe Walsh. I think he threw it out there <laughs> just to fuck with me. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Jared Brazil. You uh -huh. gotta be. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, for real. I'm like, okay, cool. Fuck you, universe. Like, I guess you're just fucking with me. I'm like, but now, nah, like, he tends to like, not that he's better at booking shows, but he's like, I'm glad that like they're just as eager to like work as I am. Whether it's like, man down. <laughs> Dude, perfect height to not spill over the shoulder. Oh, uh, nice. I thought that spilled all over the mixer. I was just like, ass, dude. I was just like, so ass. fucking freaking out over here. Somebody go, like, oh my God, let me fix it. Just let me fix it. <laughs> so, but, how did, uh, so you fell into managing that band? Did word spread of your. Just genius, and then nah, dude, I'm not like some Shep Gordon type shit. Uh, <laughs> if you guys watch that that uh, documentary on Netflix, that was, no, no. he's the dude that managed uh, Alice Cooper, and then just like all of a sudden was just like managing mad people. So like, yeah. I mean, okay, so the whole idea of management to me is pretty. Um, I don't know. It, it to me, I've always enjoyed. I, I guess as you have enjoyed up to this point, the artistic side of the business. But the fact of the matter is that there is a business side to the business. And I never really, I guess I never really understood the functionality or like the benefit to having a manager in the first place. For me, I look at the way I explain it to them, I didn't have to sell them on it at all. They, yeah, were, like, yeah. they were like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, like as soon as I, I felt weird about approaching it, but I saw like, I felt like I was friends with them at that point. I've been recording them for like a month or so at my house. And like, 
I was like, I see this. Does that make sense to you? And from my point, the way I explained it, I was like, when I'm playing drums on a session, I don't want to engineer it. The stuff I record myself on my setup, even though I have a decent setup, I feel like no matter what, it comes out sounding like a better extension of me recording into my fucking cell phone. Yeah. Because it's jumping back and forth. And like, I can't stay in the fucking flow state, the, that, that zone you get in when like, oh, that was it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Dude, where my brain exactly turns off, whatever the fuck, wherever right. I go, I can't stay there. You know, I've never heard I'm doing anybody, creative and the fucking management. I've never heard anybody call it that, but that is such a, a thing. What you just talked well, about. You know, That's it's like crazy. when like like the creative shit. I've heard other people I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast and she he yeah, talks about yeah. it. Where like it really does feel like you're dipping into some pool mm-hmm. where like when you come up with an idea and you're like, that wasn't mine. Like mm-hmm. and you're not to be mm-hmm. shitty, but like there has I, I hate everything I do. Like inherently for whatever reason. But you like got to. You got at times to. I'm like, yo, that wasn't me. Yeah. That, that was good, <laughs> so clearly it wasn't me. <laughs> like, like there's something with that, dude. And for them, I'm like, I wanna let you stay there, whether it's at the show or in a session, like it's I'll like, engineer yeah, for you, become... I'll be your spokesman. That's where I feel like I really am. I don't even and that sounds cornier, so I like the management name better. Yeah, the I'm like you're like I'm, I just imagine you're a little fucking heavy megaphone. spokesman. I feel like I'm like the like the kid that wasn't <laughs> good around. enough for the basketball team, yeah. so he got management, or like they give him a clipboard and it's yeah. like, Yeah, yeah, Billy, you're like team spokesman. <laughs> And out the orange slices. <laughs> Hell yeah. But it's been cool. Like, and then as far as war and treaty, like, I don't even know like how that was necessarily supposed to not work or not work. I'm interning at TMD. Mm-hmm. They were the first group we recorded for, uh, for the, what is it? Are they the Baltimore hip parade? Yeah. It's like, that's Baltimore hip parade is like a thing that Sam Sessa does that basically like he gets local artists. It's cool as fuck. Like, uh, TMDs, I'm not to like, blow smoke up the rest. I'm technically done with the internship now, so I can say whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, it was a cool experience. Like they're cool people. Like I feel like they're genuinely trying to do something good for like not only the music scene in Baltimore, but just expose people to good music from all over the country. They really yeah, are. I, 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 you know, I talk, I talk to Ricky a lot about it because she, I, 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 are you guys doing the same exact internship position or is what's... Well, she's technically, like I guess, marketing. Okay, so she's else. there to study something different. She, yeah. I guess she was supposed to be really thinking about like the sales end of it or yeah, what they yeah, do. Yeah. And like... I understand they're a little more like guarded by that stuff. So they don't want to just let interns in the room and like figure shit out. That's and like, I hate to say it, like, I'm older too, so I just jump right in. Where like when Donnie, the engineer, was like setting up for a, a thing, I'm like, cool, so what are we run on? Like, you mean to set up the, like the headphones? Like, what, what inputs are you going? Like, what do you want to put on the cello? Like, the first group we did was Warren Treaty. And I was like, so what, what mic are we using on the cello? How do you want to mic it? And like, he was like, oh, okay. You could tell he was a little thrown. Yeah. And I don't yeah, know if it's because he's used to having younger technicians yeah, yeah. and shit. Yeah. Like, but after the session, he's like, that, that, that actually worked. I'm like, yeah, dude, <laughs> I'm not an idiot. And, that. <laughs> and gradually, I can understand. Like, you know what I mean? He doesn't fucking know me. Like, yeah. he gradually worked into a pretty cool relationship where, like, I feel like I could genuinely help him. Where, like, he let me mix some stuff for, like, uh, I can't think of which thing it was. It was one of their, like, live lunch things or something what are like your, okay. back and mixed. So from, from Ricky's perspective, because she went there to study, like, the marketing aspect of it. Um, I don't, I don't particularly think she took much from that internship. Nah, she was probably doing mainly like lanyards and like putting together VIP passes. Yeah, literally exactly what she was doing. And it makes me wonder because, um, the thing, okay, so we're both, we're all townies. So we like, you know, we know the, the radio station for whatever reason it, it, it started out as a college radio station back in the It was in the basement of a Towson. And then it, it, it kind of became like. I don't know anybody in college that listens to it. I feel really? like it's more like a. It's definitely more of like a like my parents' age. Yeah, it's like I can my see, aunts and uncles. Like I can it. see that because like I worked their first Thursday concert this past time, and I was like, 
I was actually like doing snowballs in the VIP <laughs> area. I was slinging some snowballs, dude. Like, <laughs> I like, I like, and we were allowed to like drink for free. So like a couple beers in, I definitely turned into like Tom to Cruise from t- Cocktail, like <laughs> pouring, pouring like two colors yeah. with like a straight line down the street. I'm like, yeah, like. But I could see that that was the crowd that was there for sure. It was like kind of a little older, like. Well, like what do you think? Towson, I mean, Timonium area. From a marketing I grew up in Park Point, so I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. From a marketing standpoint, it, you're, you're thinking, okay, well, the people that age are the ones with the money. Those are people with money, right? They're going to keep the wheels turning. And they're a nonprofit radio station, so I understand that completely. You know so do I mean? you think that's what they're going for then, I guess? Is that, is it their, is that their mission? Or are they just accidentally falling into that it kind of it kind of depends on when you listen to the station too because okay they're pretty smart with how they program their stuff they know when people are listening you know what i mean so like the morning drive is probably going to be a little more I, i'm not going to generalize either they play all kinds of cool shit all the time we're like they'll throw stuff in there too the one morning they threw down like i think it was like public enemy and then like <laughs> i think billy joel or some shit after that. i was like go. okay I can, I can see that like i can um, see that they definitely like play to a kind of like a certain audience, but I think it's cool though too. Cause I feel like it could be, it could be at least, especially what I could see Baltimore needs, but what music needs in general is that balance. That's all life is in general, right? Dude, you're looking for like kind of find a balance, some stasis like that. We, they could be a balance of the like, younger people. Cause I know plenty of younger people that came to first Thursday this past time. Apparently it was like 12, Oh, it's 12, huge in like twelve thousand like people like or some Micah shit. Micah people, the Micah kids. Yeah, and shit you got like a lot that. of hipsters. You yeah. got a lot of older. The hipsters love you know, it. Yeah, like, but I feel like it is bridging that gap a little bit. Where like at least the one girl that was into jam band, Katie, I think her name was, like that was really heavy into jam bands and shit. Knew a lot of the groups that were playing first Thursday. Were, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know a decent amount of them until I started like listening to WTMD a lot more and like interning there. But it has turned me onto some like different acts. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm digging yeah. that shit. I grew up listening to like punk and metal, like by heart, you know, yeah. like, like where I, like, ah, it would definitely be cool if like I could somehow like influence, like, can we do like a late night Saturday? Like <laughs> nobody's fucking there. I'll just blast like <laughs> skate punk. That'd be cool. Just throw some no effects. I'm like lag wagon and shit down. Like, oh yeah, dude. I don't know. Like uh Tony Hawk classics. Hell yeah. All dude. Tony Hawk classics. <laughs> <laughs> Strike anywhere. Fucking Pennywise. Goldfinger. That's my shit. That's like, I, I guess my, like, I didn't grow up on it. Like my first album, I think I bought like CD actually not album. Like vinyl. Yeah. I listen to a shitload of vinyl now, but my first CD I think I bought was like 311 self-titled and what was the other one? Like Queen Live Killers or something. Uh, 311 dude. Yeah, okay. That was a great album dude. Never. I grew up on that shit. Rage Against the Machine. I okay. saw Rage at, uh, at fucking, I think it was like HF Festival. That lineup was ridiculous there. I talked about people that like my age that about that all the time. It was like Rage Against the Machine, fucking uh, Deftones. Uh, who else was there? I know like Godsmack play, which I don't give a shit about anymore, <laughs> but back then I was pumped. <laughs> uh, I guess that's my version of shitty hip hop, like Godsmack and like the first Limp Bizkit album. That's as far as I went. Dude, I saw Limp Bizkit live downtown. Uh, they did like a free show for I think HFS. There you go. And it was he out was there. front of uh yeah, were you doing sound there? I don't know. Not that dude. I'm not that fucking old. Like if HFS was around, dude, I was still probably in like middle school or like early high school. Was it that long? You might have been there. Yeah, dude. I mean, because this concert I was talking about, I was in middle school, like when I went to this. This was my first concert actually. It was like I can't think of what year HF Festival was probably like What happened to him? 
I don't know. They yeah. like went out of, aren't they back now? I could have sworn they were around. They like went back school. and forth a couple of times where it was like, when I listened to it, it was like 99.1 HFS. And then like it faded out and kind of came back. It's tough to keep that shit open, I imagine, where I can even see at TMD that like, I can only imagine corporate sponsors. Yeah, like you got to like cater to your sponsors. You got to make, you got to keep the money coming in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know they're always, it's a tricky game. They always have that banner going that's like asking for donations and stuff too. Yeah, we did, we did like a, uh, what would you call it? Like a telethon where they had like a request day where you can actually call in and request songs and like donate a couple bucks or whatever. That's what they, that's what they basically survive off of is like, public donations I feel like it's kind of awesome a man. radio jukebox <laughs> yeah they don't do that often that's like some jack fm type of shit i guess like yeah. well no i guess they just play whatever they want right they isn't, that what, isn't that what they're they fucking don't name? fuck with anybody dude. Totally some dude up, out there named jack just <laughs> funds jack. that station <laughs> yeah dude i don't know who jack is i i, I feel like that's like lot of pretty money. much most no radio stations that aren't like huge corporate ones like mix 1065 or like z1043 like 93.1 the country one like if you're not one of them, like chances are, like you said, it's tough. It's tough yeah. to keep the well, money. Think about coming. what you said, like country. Well, if you're not doing the top hits, exactly, if you're not doing and the even that's dying charts, too. Like yeah. we're podcasts and SoundCloud and like you know what I mean. That's the podcast is huge. Look at us, dude. Well, I, I can, just think it's woo! like I think you guys people, have like 500 followers or some shit. Yeah, I checked y'all. If like not real, if dude. people, uh, <laughs> if people like. If people can just pick whatever song they want now on like Spotify or wherever, like there's no need for radio anymore. Yeah, uh, I mean that was another thing that I was talking about with Ricky was like, is the business model of radio even is it obsolete at this point? Well, yeah. it's like how is it feasible. Print? Like to some extent, I think it is, but like only because okay for you guys, like you were saying, like SoundCloud and like we were talking Pandora. The problem I have with that much like almost like our news outlets now, where like okay, you've got your feed. And even that word is like it's feeding you shit, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like self-fulfilling shit. You know what I mean? Where it's like I'm only gonna get fed my opinion, which is usually not good because that leads to like just dogma bullshit. Where like yeah. I'm right about fucking everything. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like so like with music that can be bad. Where like that's where like I think in the car now I used to always just plug my phone and listen to podcasts, listen to Spotify. I still do to some extent. Sometimes I when I'm on my way to work, I need to clear the cobwebs and just like blast shit out and blast like blast like black da- dahlia murder or some <laughs> shit like y'all fucking like yeah yeah but like listen to t- like tmd or like rnr wrnr i listen to sometimes 1031 it's because like it feeds me new shit that i hadn't heard of where like you get that stale point and like you're listening where like okay it's cool going back for nostalgia I'll, like listen to like old melancholy albums yeah. and shit but like I need something new. I need to find something new. And where do you find it if they're just feeding you the same repertoire yeah. of I mean, stuff? Yeah, it's you know? all it's all based yeah. off of like based off of this. You would probably like this, but it doesn't it doesn't expand upon your tastes at all. Which I yeah, I guess I don't know. I it's kind of that weird. That's where we're still I think finding the balance. Even like the music yeah. industry too, man. Like I know it took a big hit. I'm fully aware because when I got out of fucking Sheffield in 2005, that was like the worst time to try to get I mean, into the music industry. You can't, dude. The music Buy an interface, industry, put out gold records in your basement. Like the music industry is, at least from like, I mean, from the time, just in the time that like the digital media picked up, the MP3, the MP3 destroyed the entire like foundation that the industry was built upon. We think about so it. In some ways, that got inflated, much like you were saying about the housing market too. Where when you're throwing 150 thou at like an album, or I don't know how much they were but throwing they big could, money they, they because they were making millions. They controlled yeah. the supply. It was a monopoly. You yeah. could only get. First of all, 
you could only get on the radio if you were going through those guys. You can only so then the radio was the only medium by which people could hear you. It wasn't right. you couldn't listen to it on your computer. There was no such thing as the internet. They the only way you heard music was through the radio. They controlled the radio. They control what you heard. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's yeah. still the case though. Like, cause not even to really some extent though, though not but really. No, but dude, like that fucking iHeartRadio shit or whatever. The like all the radio stations pretty much. Yeah, they actually own the a radio... lot of like Spotify and stuff. They yeah. do own well, part of that like, because obviously they've got deep pockets and they're going to invest in other well, like, sources. But what I mean is like they'll have like a satellite DJ just broadcast to like all the smaller markets at the but, same but time. But is the is the car radio like, the playlist is just whatever the money but is the radio yeah, really I know the what you main mean, way that people get their music anymore is i mean uh, i mean okay yeah I, I acknowledge that most of the radio stations here are like super big controlled corporate entities but most people i talk to aren't fig- aren't finding the well that's the what i'm wondering if like stations like wtmd are gonna be the ones that survive because they don't have to be beholden to like Bud Light or, or corporate sponsor Bud well, Light. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? That like becomes, the people are like, hey, I like your music. I'm going to crowdsource that. The only you way I mean? the like, only way they could survive is if people of our generation, for whatever reason, decide or come to the realization that WTMD and the and the the element that you get to your listening experience by listening to someone else pick shit for you. Right. Versus you know Spotify. First of all, Pandora was built upon the idea that you you would put in like your favorite band or whatever and then they would just kind of build upon that. Right. Then Spotify came along and like I'm pretty sure Spotify you just like like plug in the songs that you like and like make a playlist and it like uh, Yeah, I have Spotify Premium. I, I basically most of the time just listen to full albums. That's why I yeah. got it cuz I'm like, yo, I can they also pick do up have any like album radio ever. and stuff. And they I haven't even like, messed with that at all. They have like yeah. trending playlists and like they they curate stuff and they'll they'll have like guest people like they'll have like I don't know. I've seen like Diplo curate like a playlist or Katy Perry or whatever, something stupid. But I don't know. It's still like, yeah, it still takes away from still like, a person. But do it you, takes but away from a person being like, this is what I like. That's right. I, I feel like it's that seesaw. We're like, we're trying to so find good, the balance of you know? that. We're like, that I think it's putting the, the. Ever? What's that? Do you think that people are ever going to like long for what you think they're ever going to see yeah, what they're missing? Like, maybe I'm just old, uh, but, but like maybe like. I think that I think that as well sometimes. I wonder if like. I know but people still like DJs. Think about it. Like when I go out, if you go out somewhere, like in like I don't go to the club, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I but like, like people DJ, they'll, they'll play songs because all of a sudden they put on a song that you didn't expect them to, where they transition from one thing into another, and you're like, oh shit, I haven't heard this in a minute. I'm getting another drink, talking yeah. to that chick. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I feel like it's on now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like there's two there's that you, you set the now. vibe where like that's what DJing on the radio should be is like, mm-hmm. uh, and like you know what I mean? Like that like oh damn, I haven't heard this song in forever. It shouldn't be like here's the eighth time today we're playing fucking arrow. Smith, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, kinda, here's another Adele song. For where, you yeah, guys. I think that is the thing with the corporate companies is they don't have they have to play these songs so many times per hour. I think mm-hmm. not even per day. Yeah, where you're getting the same shit. Or if you listen to your work all day, you're gonna hear the same shit at least a yeah. fucking couple it's like, times. It's like an it's like a six hour loop. I think like every it six hours. That much. Whereas it's I think like the nonprofit free. stations, they're not. I don't think they're necessarily beholden to that. I still personally think that yeah, the internet and the podcast and personal people that's the the thing i think that's the balance i'm looking for at least is like the the music and production or whatever industry was taken out of the creator's hands and put into other sub producers hands that are like they're trying to put their grubby hands on like it's like tv shows that get fucked up where you're like how'd that go wrong it's because the writers didn't get what they wanted and the actors didn't get what they wanted and this guy who's 
producing it that has deep pockets and represents their company. He's like, you know what I think will be funny? We should do this. Yeah. And you're like, that's everyone, fucking terrible. They want you're not the funny guy. The you don't get paid to be the funny guy. Like, <laughs> but it's all about like Greece. You know what I mean? Like who who's funding shit? Where I think if people are doing it on their own, like you guys, you know what I mean? Like you don't you can say whatever the fuck you want. You really can. We yeah. can say that we're sponsored by Miller High Life, which we are. Oh, we are. We got shit to prove it. We got a free flag and a free hat from yes, the liquor store. Oh, for real? I listened to your last podcast. <laughs> and you guys were joking about that. <laughs> so is the, is the liquor store going to like sponsor your podcast? Dude, I hope definitely so. not. Free flag. But I could be your manager. I could work that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> work that out, dude. Get us in on top shelf liquors. Hey, look at I got this big thing going on. Make yeah. it a nine ninety nine Take a dollar. Look, of we'll start at like 10%, all right? I, I'm pretty good, but like, <laughs> liquor stores have tight budgets, I'm pretty sure. Though. Yeah, dude, they're, they're barely operating over overhead, dude. Yeah, they just save up to buy us that flag. In the I guess I never did finish this beer. Yeah, man. I thought so I, I you're thought technically sure. double fisted now, I guess. Technically. I got soy sauce in this hand. I got I got Chinese food like a month like two, ago. Yeah, like a month ago. <laughs> and now yeah. I was using my stress balls. Like yeah, pretty much. Dude. I just fucking careful I just, with that one. Like I just do these. So I feel like soy sauce would be a terrible yeah, thing to just one like day, all One too, day there's though. gonna be a minuscule hole, and I'm just gonna do like one of the classic these guys. Love doing this. These things. Love doing <laughs> the this classic. Thing. This guy. This guy. One of the most sustainable substances ever. That I am old. That, that's official. Nails, like, you're gonna stain your clothes. It's terrible. Jimmy always comes out with like, guys, you can relate to this, but it's definitely something that he's only done. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you've done that one thing? Like, nah, dude, no. Sometimes I think I'm more normal than I am, like dude. I'm just like, yeah, I'm definitely normal. You, you know? oh, no, I, I, I assume I'm not at this point. Like, I'm learning that gradually. I don't know. Learning to gradually not give a shit about it because that's where I've kind of gotten to. Well, yeah. for me, I'm kind of. That's honestly, what real cool is, kids. Like, you know what I mean? Well, Just being cool with your shit. Whatever makes you a nerd is what's actually cool. You know what I mean? Like, because, mm-hmm. like, if you're a nerd about music, if you're a nerd about. Yeah, I don't go that's fuck what makes you yeah. Like, basketball. If you're a fucking nerd about it's sports, that's what makes you good about it. You know what I mean? It's like, just l- weird, having passion, like, you know? Schools are so weird because, like, it's just like you you go to school and you hang out with like 20 kids and each of those kids is a stereotype for a group that you'll meet later in life. Oh, for sure. And then it's like, all right, so now that I'm like, now that it's just not a concentration of these people, now I'm like in the real world. All right, maybe I'm not weird. Maybe I'm not cool, but who cares? Because I'm okay with myself or whatever. But, but did like, you just kind of hang out with like, okay, I think that's why it doesn't make sense for me. Did you just like hang out with whoever in high school or did uh, you stick with one, like one group? We were, I don't we know. Were, we were cool with a lot of different Cause guys. that's how yeah. I was. I kind of floated around and it didn't work out for me really until like my senior year. Cause like I had like friends I knew yeah. from like kindergarten that they were like, I played sports all the way up to high school by like hyperextended my knee. I think like, like the year before high school, like playing football. So mm-hmm. I was like, mm, play drums when I'm 50 or like I'm way too small to play football ever. Basically I'm just <laughs> a super aggressive person. Like, uh, that like those guys were like, Oh man, like they were like, cool with hanging out with me but they were like oh no you're hanging out with like the skater kids because i'm like because i fucking skate like <laughs> and i play music and whatever you know what i mean it was like the different groups were more weirded out by me trying to coast around so i kind of settled into one or the other but then senior year they were like oh you go to college parties that's what's up like, yeah. <laughs> like i saw like a guy's like i uh i fucking like either skated with or like 
was in band with or some shit. I was at his brother's party who was like 20 or some shit in high school. And he's like, he got to come to his brother's party. And I was there already. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here, dude? I'm like, I come here every weekend, man. This fucking place is great. They got like four cakes every weekend. Like, Cause all my friends I like, I like hung with tight were like at least two years older than me. So like my like fucking junior year, I was going to like Virginia tech on weekends, like to go to like ragers. (laughs) Like honestly, dude, it's kind of weird thinking about like the different social groups that exist. I don't really see those as existing too much in adulthood necessarily. Oh, they definitely do. They do, dude. Do, do, do a government conference, and you can see that those governors are basically your class representatives. And the only difference is instead of your prom tickets being really expensive, it's your fucking taxes. Because when they talk about shit, it sounds the same as my like my class representatives didn't know dick about the people they were representing. And then you had the chicks that were like their girlfriends in high school, and they're all like they're like administrative assistants or whatever whatever and yeah. or like like the women running around behind them like okay i got it uh-huh. <laughs> you're so great like, like, okay whoa this seems strangely familiar i'm just gonna bury myself in this laptop and pretend like eh. yeah <laughs> it definitely continues unfortunately for some people high school never ends but i feel like those are those same people i was like saying how like oh, i turned 19 i've got it all figured out just do check this off the list went to a really good college check got married and we're gonna pop out a kid and we'll go, yeah, I've got it all figured out. I'm like, do you motherfucker? Like that's where with me getting ready to have a kid, the biggest thing that's blowing my mind, even up till now, she's five months pregnant. So I'm like, we're allowed, we're allowed to make people <laughs> you sure. Like I'm questioning if I should be allowed to make people sometimes, but like everybody should fucking wonder that. Right. Like yeah, everybody that pops out of people that I wish everybody thought about should realize they're <laughs> popping out of people. Like you're worried about gun laws. Like, Popping out people is way more fucking dangerous than like uh-huh. giving somebody a gun license, yeah. dude. Like, you know, like. Which I guess that's why abortion it. and gun control are like the biggest Hand issues in, in this country. Some, I mean, well, the gun thing, yeah, but like some of the stuff they just thought there's just social beach balls, too, where like obviously like they cater to like the super ultra religious or like, you know, like. Social? Beach balls. Balls. Dude, fucking, like, I like that. Hey, look at that. Dude. What the fuck's going on over there while you're all paying attention to like wh- who's fucking who and like if people are killing their babies. You're definitely a curator of very dope words. I'm glad we got them all on fucking recording. It was great. Dude, social, social beach, beach balls. What a good and one. What was, that? what was the one earlier? Uh, no, we got it. I, when I'm listening to this later, when I'm editing, I'll, I'll come across and be like, Hey, yeah, yeah and then good. just copy and paste it and pretend we just I got a good one for you. Like, I basically live by a douchebag per capita, where, yeah. like, for every given amount of people, there's going to be a given amount of douchebags. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's where, like, part of me, like, you were saying I'm a townie, like, for sure. But, like, dude, like, I've even told my wife, I'm like, I'm not going to beg for a position in this area, like, when I get back out in the workforce. I'm definitely hungry for work, so I'm going to be looking elsewhere as well. But also because, like, I don't know, man, I just don't know how I feel about the, the northern east coast to some extent anymore either because it's like it feels kind of cesspool anymore it's just people seem so fucking angry and just like yeah. arr, arr, work kill kill die and like maybe it's just too many fucking people like i mean i lived in the city in philly when i lived up there it was cool i kind of got my fill i liked being able to skate around go to like the little bar up the street from my house but like i don't know i might need to pull away from the hive a little bit i think at some point and get a little less people around me a little less stimulation you know like have a little more trees around me. Like, luckily, we're in my house. house uh, house. We're in my house. house. You're already pulling away. Dude. You're already talking weird. I am. Yeah. I'm already fucking going full animal now. Now, where my house is now in Perry Hall, I'm kind of tucked back in the woods. So it is cool. I've got like the mix of both worlds. But like, 
Yeah, I don't know how people do it sometimes, being so on top I of agree, each other. I agree, I agree. I went down to, uh, honestly, one of the coolest places. And I, I, I will say, I went to L.A., but L.A. is also, I mean, L.A. is more It's more out. sprawling, yeah. But at the same time, it's still populated as fuck. And it's like a different type. I, I get the same feelings of, like, the, what you're talking about on the East Coast. Like, when you go up to New York and everything's so fast-paced. It's like anxiety. But it's, it's expressed yeah. in a different way. So, like, on the East Coast, you have that same type of, like, you know, anger, anxiety, wherever you feel. And you just let people know. Just fucking honk your horn. Just fucking, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. On the West Coast, it's, it's, it's like, veiled. Under oh, this, yeah. like, she, like, yeah, she, like, that scares me more. Now you're gonna blow up, fake and, as like, fuck, dude. they also, like, probably like, at least, like, let's be reasonable, probably like 50%, like, baked out of their gourd, though, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might calm some things down. Think, and people yeah. are like, you think they you know, smoke more than us? I don't like, think so. LA, that, I don't think so, dude. Does weed being legal or not legal make fucking right, dude? Like, you clearly don't know people that have been to Colorado because, like, Shit's going down out there. You're saying kid. that you're saying that <laughs> like, the fact that it's legal makes the fact people that they smoke. Got, the fact that they got top notch, top shelf bud that would cost us stupid money here, and that's like they're like, man, eh, it's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, dude, my brother-in-law went out there, and like one of the like, so they have like, you can't smoke within city limits. It's kind of like like Baltimore County, I guess, or whatever, where they you know smoking in bars. Same idea. You can't smoke cigarettes there either. But then, like, I think it's, like, 45 minutes outside of Denver. You can. So they have, like, a smoking place. And, like, he bought VIP passes for it because originally they had gone for, the, like, the Cannabis Cup. That got canceled because they worries me too crazy. Wow. It's Cannabis Cup City, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they hung out at this place a bunch. And, like, with their VIP passes, the first day they check in, I was like, okay, here's your thing for your unlimited dabs. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa what? He was like, yeah, with your VIP pass, you get unlimited dabs. And he was like, bullshit. Like, they would stop in a couple of times. They're like, hey, guys. Like, <laughs> Like rip a dab and then like go That's back ridiculous. on their way. They talked to one of the dudes and was like, "We go through a quarter pound of shatter a day." All right, dude, dude that's ridiculous. insanity. Like, All I'm saying is, but people are super from, mellow from and own, laid back out there. From my own personal, like, I'm thinking, I'm really thinking right now, and I can't think of a single person that I know that doesn't currently smoke weed that would start smoking weed. If it was made legal, or like smoking that much more, or that's for me. Like I probably what wouldn't I'm smoke is, that much more than I do now. If I've, it was even if it was legal, it'd be nice. I wouldn't have to meet up with a sketchy dude in a fucking parking lot. That's all line. I'm saying. And just be like going to a shop like a normal adult human being. Like I believe mm-hmm. that weed is more available to a degree, and maybe like when you go out, you probably like smoke more than you would have when you went out. Age, my friend, as well. Wait till you start sure. getting older. Now I'm going to like kids I go to college with and shit. I'm like, cool. Can you meet me in the parking garage? Like. Hey man, like <laughs> where I was like I I was like I you know what I mean like it was never a problem before I could always find it where now it's like you can get a little droughty sometimes because uh, yeah. there's not many of your friends that are fucking slinging bud dude when you're like starting to have kids and like starting to get you a little more serious with your shit you're like bit. I can't get like okay flat out if you get pulled over with weed it's gonna be different than if I get pulled over with weed especially if I get pulled over like a cop or some shit you know what yeah. I mean where they're gonna be like <laughs> dude. We get it, but you knew, you should know better by now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we get it, it's fucking ridiculous, but this is kind of ridiculous that you're still doing this, right? Come on, brother. Like, you know what I mean? At least turn into one of those old crusty hippies that sell like hemp necklaces at yeah. the fucking festivals and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Play it off a little. Like, so now, yeah, believe me, as you get older, it definitely is like, yo, I'm just done with this. Just let me go to a fucking shop. Dude. I buy that. I'll pay my taxes, dude. That's my that's my campaign. How about that? Like, I'm gonna do 15 miles an hour over the speed limit when I feel like it, when necessary, when there's not crazy traffic, and I'm just like, 
two o'clock in the morning, you should be able to gun it, right? Sure. That's not even gun it. Fifteen, that's all. Yeah, that's, that's nothing. And I'm gonna nothing. smoke pot. Come on, like, how much is that gonna cost me here? That's what this is all about, right? Revenue, <laughs> no one else okay? Is on like, the road. <laughs> maybe not at the same time. All right, I'm not gonna drive fifteen over while smoking pot, but like. I'm gonna do it, you know. I say, but, all but I, I would but on just the proper tell me how time. How much does that cost a year? How much do I have to pay? Like, to drive. what are we talking here? That you're not gonna like? We're not gonna do this song and dance where it's like I can show you my fucking card and like we can be done with this charade. You know what I mean? Like I paid my fucking tax stamp fee. <laughs> May I pass? I have the proper papers. You know, like it's just silly bullshit. It I really guess we could is, get into that yeah. where like cops I are kind of like glorified tax collectors at this. point. That was yeah. uh, that was. Did you watch? Did you watch the? Uh, the in, the Joe Rogan with the Baltimore cop. I've listened to it. Yeah, that was a good one. He was like, "How does it feel? Like, does anybody like the whole like yeah glorified revenue collector for the state? They just it's undeniable when you have petty bullshit crimes that people are going to jail for. Where like, okay, I can be honest. Like, if I do get pulled over with pot, I'm a, a white male and I'm not going to jail. I think we all know that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. okay, maybe in Baltimore, like people aren't going to jail in general for it because, like, what mm-hmm. is it like under like well, nine it's grams? Like, it's a uh, misdemeanor. Yeah, it's like a misdemeanor now. But let's be real. Like in other places, people are getting hardcore hassle for that shit. Oh, or you could sure. fucking get locked up for a dime bag. And that's clearly just so you can fucking wax the system, you know, that you mm-hmm. can be like, all right, now I got to pay this court fee and I got to like, even if it's just a public defender, that public defender is getting paid. It's a whole fucking system of shit that's gotten built on nonviolent offenders. Mm-hmm. By definition, they've done nothing violent against another person. So why would we put them in a cage and pay like absorbent amounts of tax dollars to hate? The whole legal like, system. It's all about the money the again. Whole, yeah, exactly. the, the people that block all of the bills and stuff from passing, they're all lobbyists, the, the lobbyists and unions for like the Private prisons and, the fucking, and yeah. 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 It's, it's a cyclical thing where it's like the chicken before the egg thing. And that's where like really it's just like, that's what makes it so fucking frustrating. Is like, how do you fucking fix it? You well, know? it's like, like it's the quote that's like, uh, you can't have or like uh, peaceful protests with no res- like results leads to violent protest or whatever. Yeah, and then you have the shit too, where you even find, especially later, that like they've got like that like the people that don't want the protest happening will infiltrate. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but like oh, I, am. You, yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can get in there too, actually. Yeah, yeah, but, true. But like. <laughs> You get like, especially like, it's been proven that like they'll infiltrate, infiltrate and stir shit up. That like it, oh, I've seen sure. stuff like with like well, the no. whole like Occupy Wall Street shit where well, they were stirring re- shit even up. Even recently, where they were still wearing their fucking police issue boots, yeah. dude. I'm even like, recently, on, in like, like in some of the the protests and marches, there've just been undercover cops in the marches. You know, that's like, been known forever, dude. Yeah. That's where that's probably why I just I say I'm a conspiracy theorist because I instead go right for. I have a couple of friends that are like. Core. They'll talk to you about the Rothschilds until the cows come home. Yeah. Like, I go for the facts, dude. Like we can go to what was it, 1952 in Iran, that the CIA fucking staged a coup to th- overthrow Mosaddegh, who was a democratically elected mm-hmm. person, you know, mm-hmm. in favor of the Shah of Iran. Why? Yeah. Because he played game with the oil. He was in bed with the fucking the Brits. Look and at the, the guys US. who we took out. Look at the guys who took we took out recently. You can say what you want about Saddam Hussein. You can say what you want about Gaddafi. Um, they were still holding they, shit down. They, they, they uh, Saddam Hussein's by crime, terrible means. But Saddam Hussein 
Saddam Hussein's crime was that he refused to sell oil in dollars. Yeah, the petrodollar is a weird one, dude. He sold him in, he sold him in, in euro. He sold yeah. him whatever he wanted. And we took Even his ass that out. shit, that's modern shit. We took shit. Gaddafi out. But I'm like, dude, it goes back decades like it's, 73 it's, it's, we overthrew the we staged a coup in chile dude, <laughs> like, it's, not, yeah. even, it's like, not even something that's that's specific or exclusive to us i mean the, the what we're doing right now what the united states is doing right now that's why i think understanding history is so important people always say like what's the point of knowing like history like shit habit don't make the same mistake five fucking times literally this shit has been going on since the romans since the greeks it's yeah. it's it's that well, that's old. what worry that's what kind of what worries me is like i look at like affluence without any introspection kind of breeds entitlement. And I feel like that is like the cancer of society. You know what I mean? We're like, I think that like, basically that's what's happened here is basically people see it. And when it's, I don't have an excuse now when you have the internet and you have access to information like we do, you have no excuse. Yeah, exactly. At least to some extent I, I, I've learned quickly that I have to do like, I have to pull back and not go so far down the rabbit hole. that I'm just like, fuck everything. Everything's fucked. But you have to be aware of the world you live into. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like for me, I'm like, now you can't keep ignoring shit. And if you are, then that's what actually worries me is that you're aware of it, but you're willing to ignore it because it doesn't affect you. Because guess what? That's the short term gains thing we were talking about. Exactly. It's like, it's going to affect you eventually, dude. You just don't know. You, you just, as long as you're good now. The people it's... that are being affected are going to murder you. It's happened before. Well, that's, <laughs> the, know, look, like, that's the, I think that's the whole thing. I mean... Not so those are people that really want change. You know what I mean? When you talk about a group like ISIS or something like that, when you talk about them and and I don't know the way the way that they're portrayed, and I I get it, like the shit they do is fucked up. It's complete. I, I I can't. That's like, a given, right? It's it's a given. It's a given. But, we can all agree on. But that. we have to understand that these people aren't just insane they're not just lunatics. Born crazy yeah like come on they had to come from somewhere they're, they're not they came just, from somewhere they're right not yeah. just they're yeah. not even just religious fanatics they're people that are legitimately pissed off about what we've done and how we've exploited and how we've destroyed their livelihood yeah. in their countries we've well, exploided what, what aristocrats happen? have done in general we've done what you know like their government's done what Why, everyone in about, that area think about most I just, of these guys I, the thing that makes me like super like paranoid well, not paranoid about it, but super like into it where i'm like it's where we pick and choose Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, where like the Saudis are into some fucking gross shit. Yeah. Where like what last year was it? Like the first week of August, they killed like forty-two fucking people. Some of which was for like for witchcraft. Yeah. Like they're crucifying people for witchcraft, actually, from what I read. Really. And I'm like, but we're cool with that. But yeah, we're talking man, we about Iran, like where like we're saying that they're trying to make out like they're living in caves and like stoning people. I'm like, no, that's actually a fairly pretty no, well developed Iran country. Is a, Iran is a very developed country. We we go after Saudis because they. We don't go after Saudis because they play with us. They it's play. all about yeah. the money game, dude. Game. That's where, like, I even like the Cold War. I like one of my professors. I brought it up, and I was he kind of was like skirted around it, where he was like, I don't know how to like talk about this one. Where I was like, look, the Cold War to me is like basically like I don't know if you play poker, but like pot limit hold'em versus like no limit hold'em, and basically that to me is a nutshell of what like the Cold War was well, about. Well versed in poker, so I'll ex- you might I can have explain. To I'll explain. You. It's pretty simple, but basically like so like the Cold War was like. Cap- it was basically like us versus them, capitalism versus communism, which is really a bastardized like nationalism. Yeah. They just wanted to nationalize their resources. Where like that's where the poker thing comes in. We want no restrictions. You can come in with as much money as you want. You can bet whatever you want. That's what no limit hold'em is. You can bet whatever you want. Pot limit. You can only bet what's in the pot. You know what I mean? It's a restricted amount. Where these governments don't want us to come in and just buy out their oil and be like, well, we've got a billion dollars. I don't give a fuck if your peso is only <laughs> worth 25 cents or whatever. You know what I mean? We're yeah. going to come in and run your shit where they're like, no, no, no. Like, I don't like playing like that. Like who like wants, wants to fucking play against a guy with 
10 grand when you've got a hundred dollar chip yeah that's kind of what they look at it like where we're like no if you got money you got money you come to the fucking table you know what I mean? <laughs> but they're like hey you're playing an unfair balance unbalanced game we want to restrict these certain resources and shit that we don't want to let you suck the resources out of our country. Was that because was, you've got a that, lot of money in your country? You're which saying means that that's what the cold, the cold war. You're saying I that's think, how Russia was looking at it. Well, because Russia was technically looking like they didn't want. Yeah, I've I, never looked. See, okay, I've never. They really wanted nationalization. They didn't want delve like, too far. No. NATO and like the fucking the the allies to be able to just roll through the world and take over the world and be able to like run every natural resource and like just because they had the money to do so, okay. they wanted like communism i can sympathize with that each country has their resources and they keep that within themselves and run them as their was there anything because i'm not a fucking historian by any means so i might you might want to fact check half the shit i'm saying but from (laughs) half the shit that i've overheard that overhearing sounded pretty damn accurate i'm saying that the the way they were demonized like when you think about how the soviets were kind of like demonized in american media like when you in the 80s every bad guy was a russian dude Oh, well, dude, don't get me wrong. Stalin, before, like, World yeah, War II, was dude. murdering the fuck out of people, his own people, where, like, every day he would get a checklist and just go through it and be like, hey, all those people are fucking dead. You know what I mean? But in that same side of the coin, you know, we've done some nasty shit, too. Look at the Philippine War, dude. We rolled in because of, like, basically colonialism. And we're like, oh, we want to take this over. Oh, so, like, I think it was, like, either Spain or France had control of it, and they lost control. So we came in and just killed, like, 150,000 people. Granted, Stalin killed a lot more. But that doesn't count relative. because they weren't Americans, too. Yeah, they're brown, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's white man's, what is it, like white man's burden is what they called it back then. Mm-hmm. There were soap companies that were advertising that. That's why we're going there to like cleanse these these savages. Oh, to, like, use Dawn. Right. Dawn this was coup brought to you by Dove Soap. Brought to you by white people. We also make <laughs> chocolate. But that being said, I guess like, I think that's where I try to look at it. everything is like, we're all fucking inherently human, like savage motherfuckers, right? So, like, that being said, we were fucking totally cool with Stalin after, like, he, like, broke part with the... Basically, when the Nazis fucked over Russia, and we, like... Oh, they he came was in on boy. The, Dude, mm-hmm. 14 million fucking Russians died in World War II. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Everyone Not that many about fucking like Americans died at all. Yeah. We didn't win a... We did, I'm sorry. I'm, I know this is un-American, yeah, and I'm a piece of shit. But, like, we did not win World War II. We were on the fucking, like, the northern tip of Africa, on, like, the southern yeah. tip of Europe, and they were battling the fuck out of the Germans on their front. And yeah. guess what? When we went back and rebuilt Europe, we didn't throw them a dime at all because we knew what the fucking game was, and we were trying to keep them the fuck out of it. Yeah. There you have it, dude. Live from the sea, exclusive. Because yeah, <laughs> us as white people are like, ooh, we don't want these white people getting any stronger. Well, I, I, well I can say that because like, <laughs> you know how because white I don't make any choices be. though. Yeah. That's the thing. We're like, I feel like as Americans, all of a sudden this thing has become like, well, if you speak out against the things that our country does, that makes you un-American. That's what the fuck makes you American. You spoke at a, uh, we spoke out against like Great Britain and became America. Mm-hmm. Well, you're supposed to keep doing that, right? You, you stop know? speaking this. I, I don't make any fucking choices. Sounds. I'm just some like white trash middle America <laughs> motherfucker. Not middle America, but middle class ass. We American, really are yeah. middle class, like nowheresville Americans. When you think about it. like yeah. Boston, Baltimore, I'm a nobody, dude. Baltimore, you know? like when I but I'm fucking it, cool with that, you mm-hmm. know, like. Sometimes I do put that in verse. I'll be like driving down the road. I'm like, I really am fucking nobody, dude. Yeah. Nobody. Well, dude, like that's kind of, like, that's where I've gotten to where it's like, I feel like it's kind of all about like finding like solace in your own insignificance. You know what I mean? That like, like 
like some at least to me that's my thing where everybody i look at like whether it's religion whatever it's like an operating system some people like mac some people like pc some people look at me like my pessimist where i'm like we're all gonna fucking die you know what i mean that's a given you know what i mean and like i said that i'm kind of a nobody from nowhereville but i like that like that makes me not feel like i have to like strive to be the greatest person in the world but at the same time i can just take that on my own just live my life and just be me be the actual me and not feel like I have to project this fucking. But at the same time, it makes you wonder. Macho man, guy, it makes yeah. you wonder, like, okay, if I don't matter, then what's the point? What's the point of being, of doing right versus doing wrong? Is there any? Because why the fuck not? You're here. Might as well ride the wheels that's off not, of this motherfucker, that's man. Not, that's, see, that's that's thing. the difference in like that's where I, I guess I'm a pessimist, mm-hmm. and like some people like are optimists. We're like. I like because I'm not I'm even right nihilist, there, dude. dude. I'm, I'm right, actually I'm, like Buddhist. I'm right like there into like Native American religion and shit a little bit. Yeah. I'm honestly right there with you. In when we get to the, the I guess it's self value, not value in life. I value life immensely but, because but of that. Sometimes I think like okay, okay, so so I could I could do what's right and I could be a good person and I could affect those around me and and the, I could raise my kids to be that way and I, c- I could see how that ripple effect happens and like you can influence your surroundings and if an, and if you're you, you don't understand the effect you have on the world I believe that I think that when you you know when you have a friendly interaction with somebody you don't we conscious because we're so absorbed in our own fucking lives we don't really see like oh we don't see the the repercussions of those things and how different vibes and different attitudes and everybody you meet and everything that you do every single deed that you do, how that affects the grand scheme of things. But the problem that I have with it is, does the grand scheme of things even fucking matter? Because if it doesn't, then who gives a shit? Okay, that made me, basically, I feel like you can even tie that with politics, where it all matters and none of it matters. Where, like, locally, you have to make local, let's talk about, like, people, community, whatever, let's call it politics. You have to make local politics good, to make national politics good, to make international politics mm-hmm. good. If you're building a house on a shit platform, it's gonna be shit. So that's all. <laughs> that's where like the Buddhist issue comes into play. Is all I can do is better myself, and the person I project to the world is my contribution to the world. That me just being me is genuinely good enough. That like that's all I can do. Just try to be as best as I can. Yeah. You know, if I see a dude like walking up the fucking road with a gas can in his hand and he's heading my direction, I'm like, hey brother, you need a ride? You know what I mean? Like because that's the fucking thing you should do as human beings. Like I'm a fucking hippie dude. Like you know I mean I pick up on vibrations if you want to call that. But like when you meet somebody you're like, that guy's a fucking kid toucher. You know what I mean? That yeah, guy's yeah. a fucking pedo. You know what I mean? Like there's something yeah, yeah. up with that guy. Or there's like you're putting out a genuineness, real recognizes real type shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's what we should be playing on. It's the tribal shit that we should. Well, I feel like on. the argument you're trying to do is like, uh, if like if is like what a, a a very religious person would say to like an atheist point of view of the world. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, like, all right, well, if there's no religion, there's no order, there's no law. Like, well, well, how are you going to base yourself? But I feel like everyone has an inherent like barometer of good and evil. What feels bad to me well, yeah, this probably exactly. feels bad to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. and honestly, and what feels and good to me like probably what, feels relatively like good to thing, somebody else. That's like a thing it, with empathy, but, I guess. And I think that bottles down to if the person has like the right chemicals in their brain. Empathy like is the best word for that too because I feel like people mix up sympathy and empathy where yeah. sympathy is supposed to be like understanding what someone goes through, whereas empathy is feeling feeling, what someone goes through. When I see someone in fucking pain, dude, or like I see someone down and out, I want to help them because I feel for them where I put myself in their fucking place where I'm like, Mm -hmm. holy fuck, dude, my day's not that big a deal. You know what I mean? Like, Look, the reason why I think that that 
argument applies to the situation that you're saying. You're talking about a super religious person versus a very like atheist person. So kind of in, in what you would say, like polar opposites of the spectrum. What I'm saying is, is that I think that inherent, it takes me back to music or why, okay, so if you were to ask me personally, why do you do music? Honestly, as I've been getting older, I've been finding more and more, even though we're talking about, okay, social groups in high school, there's always going to be those people, there's always going to be those people. You're going to see that all through your life. What I've been discovering more and more is that when you really get down to, to really talking to anybody, you kind of discover that we all have so much more in common like sure. we're all dealing with the same fears. We're all dealing with the same questions in our head. We just have different ways of coping it. So some people cope with it by being that, oh man, I got my job, I got my wife, I got my kid, you know, whatever. And some people cope with it the way you do or, right. or the way Eric does. That's where I feel like I've tried to become more accepting of that too. Where I know I bash like the typical thing, but like, yo, like you said, we're all avoiding that inevitable demise, right? Is like, that what it is? I like that's like why maybe that's my pessimist people, coming out. But yeah, that we're all fighting the same struggle of like life is short, do what you got to do. Let's play this game however you want to play it. It's just when other people try to push it on me that their version of the game is better than my version of the game that like I'm living a wrong existence than they are. I think and I think that both that's sides of the spectrum like, do that. Fuck that. I can see very all clearly sides of the spectrum <laughs> do that, dude. Like cuz we're all freaked out that like if somebody else has it figured out that we don't have it figured out. Mm-hmm. But that's where I'm like figure it out dude we're just fucking doing this shit well that the way you talked about and i'm glad because when you talk about like the idea of a nihilist or somebody so you have certain people that have those same questions those same things that they want to know or they're not quite sure of or like you know we all have that and some people resort to let's say the religious direction where there's no real definite reasoning logical foundation to why you believe that your life is so vastly important in the grand scheme of things or you can be on the other side of that spectrum where you're like, it, like for someone like you who's like, I, I still literally have the same amount of logical base backing my, I, I have none. I have no reason to know. I have no reason to know if my life matters or not. I'm but I choose to believe. And I also somewhat, I probably should even say this, but like I partially somewhat times feel that like the difference is like psychedelic experience <laughs> between the two where like you know what I mean like you think oh you're so based in this reality and I'm not sound like a nut job now mm-hmm. this is where it goes downhill no, no, but like I, I see where you're going but I don't but think some people are so based in this reality yeah for sure like even like I feel like I see intense car crash or something things. going through like where your life quote unquote flashes before your eyes Whatever it is, I feel like it's just some people aren't as observant and take the time to observe the actual quote unquote existence we're experienced to realize there's like weird little blips in the matrix where you're like, what was that, dude? That wasn't my normal day to day, man. Yeah. Like, that there's some other shit. Like, and me being an AV geek, there's fucking waves all around us all the mm-hmm. time, man. So why wouldn't it be something that we can't perceive? There's plenty of shit. You can't see fucking infrared. You can't yeah. see shit. I like so why wouldn't there be shit that's like kind of like that interacting dogs with can it? Hear shit that we can't hear. So like, why wouldn't that be true on another? I level? like the fact that you are continuing. Okay, so basically, what I was getting at is I like the fact that you're not a nihilist because I think nihilism is something that religious I'm not people anything defined. That's my thing. Is like whether it's religious, completely for or completely against. I'm so moderate. It seems kind of. It seems dude. so like, earthly to even. Uh, when how I say dare earthly, you have it all figured out? Yeah, it like, seems so <laughs> earthly just to even classify yourself as something. If you if you're classifying yourself as something, you're claiming you're that you know what the fuck you are. That's the dog. You don't know what you are. Oh, really? You have it all figured out? Yeah, like you're like. Yeah, I'm a this. No, you're not. If you, you if sure? you're saying you are this, well, that's what I guess. Are we just like a bunch of agnostics? We're like, I'm I'm just scared. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 
that is the case, dude. I mean, I don't know if you would categorize me as like an agnostic. Or, I'm just figuring it out, dude. Like it just we don't know any stupid. more than anybody else that's ever existed that we know. I of. guess agnostic would be would be the way to put it. Well, you're like open to whatever. You're like well, the Greek. Uh, I'm Greek, so naturally I gotta fucking throw this in. Sure. Like I understand. I'm no, like a quarter Italian, yeah, so yeah. I just, the, <laughs> always bringing that up. Ignori is where the word knowledge comes from. So um, when you talk about ignore, ignore, ignori, you're basically right. Uh, like so, that word agnostic is literally the um, what's the what's the word for opposite? Anta the antagonist. Yeah, an- or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. something like that. It is the is the opposite of knowledge. So in a that's way, that's a weird word for it. That's fucked. That's kind of a. It's like, the opposite of knowledge. So I don't like way, that at all now, dude. But, like, it, but it's a good. If I had to think of one thing that I was like, well, I do it's believe like you that. Don't I, think about it then. Think yeah, about it like that. Like, just the opposite. I just don't think about it. I don't know. We're just here now. Yeah. Doing well, now. well, well, no, there is, there is, like a much there is a word for not thinking about that. it. Well, because like atheists can get. I mean, like they talk about on the Rogan podcast too. That like atheists can get kind of like preachy too, where they get like where there's like there is yeah. no well, God. All right. I'm like, are you sure, motherfucker? I'm not. That's all yeah. I was getting at, dude. I was getting at the fact that I grew up Catholic. I'm not, dude, I'm not, believe me, yeah, dude. <laughs> me, I grew up Greek Orthodox, dude. Fucking, Ugh. fucking ancient shit. Not. I mean, we were Christian, but old school. I know what you way. mean. Yeah. But that's what I was getting at. Is I'm not saying. I'm saying that when you talk about a lot of okay, when you go onto like Reddit or something like that, Ugh. you know what yeah. I'm saying. You get all those fucking. You get all those kids who think they're real fucking smart, but they're they literally fall into the whole like atheism thing the same way kids fall into the whole religious thing it's the just outliers like, it's like, like where are you gonna go are you gonna are you gonna be like, on this team or this team but neither one of you put thing. a fucking ounce well, of that's why like, i genuinely believe that most of us lie somewhere in the middle of the spectrum that we most are mostly moderate but we're even so, the republican party i will even argue for is probably uh, i'm questioning it now because this shit's gotten wild <laughs> but like i would argue that like even they're probably mostly socially moderate Fiscally conservative, whatever the fuck that means. I know that's Who been thrown it? around too. Who is it? I've like, never met any. I've met very. I mean, look. You don't our, give a fuck about what people do, but you're kind of worried about what happens with your money. Like that's, you know what that's I mean? just like, that's everybody. You have to be. You have to be too smart to be anything but that. Like, can't we just have that party where Bill Nye and fucking like <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson run it and they're like, "All right, we're not totally sure what's going on. Yeah. But we're worried about what happens next." No, it's no, it's crazy about Bill Nye. There's like, uh, uh, no, I'm terrified now. It's gonna be like he's just an actor. He's not even that smart. He's no. He was just the host of that show. Well, yeah, I used to watch the show, yeah. show, but he's yeah. not. He appears very smart. Yeah, exactly. What about Neil deGrasse Tyson? Do they do they fucking feeding us lies? No, to? Is that the no, government he, too, he's man? Real. He's real. He's real. About to but, put my tinfoil no, hat on, bro. But Bill Nye was just like a Disney Channel show. He still seems. I mean, okay. At the very least, he's a rather intelligent guy. It's got some yeah. pretty sound logic and well, shit. Well, that's why he's not... He's hearing him debate fucking climate yeah. change people is awesome. That's why he's not a doctor. He's just Bill Nye the science guy. Uh, I will yeah. say it's this, not dude. Big, that's it's the not loophole. Dr. Bill Nye. He's the science yeah, guy, not the science I will guy. say this. Doctor, Neil deGrasse you know? Tyson, Eric and I watched a uh, video, and it was actually from the Joe Rogan experience. And it was Neil deGrasse Tyson talking to Joe Rogan about the moon landing. Yeah. And Joe Rogan was just kind of playing devil's advocate. The whole, like, did it wave in the wind kind of, yeah. Well, the thing is, is I don't really know which way I feel about it. But I was super, I don't want to say disappointed, but I was very unimpressed with Neil deGrasse Tyson's ability to defend it. Because it seemed to me like he was kind of just, his whole argument was based off the fact, like, if you look at the science, Physics, technologically yeah. speaking, we could have done it. And it's like, yeah, yeah it we're all flippant. acknowledging. I understand, dude. I just admitted to being like super woo-woo hippie, dude. Like that, like I feel like I try to find a balance in that too. Where like I love science, 
But I feel like, again, there's things that we haven't proven yet. We're like, okay, like before we figured out, anytime we hit one of those milestones of like, oh shit, gravity, duh, that's okay, cool. Got that one. Note that pasteurization. Oh, awesome. We're not yeah. dying from drinking shitty milk. You know what I mean? Like, I think science. Before we figure it out, it seems like magic. But it, takes, know, somebody, like, it takes somebody to think on that plane. When you think of like the major, okay, the mo- biggest advancement, I can get to Isaac Newton because that dude is fucking insane the way, the, the things that he came up with. Talk about Einstein, a guy like Einstein. He he came to a point where he was thinking outside of the spectrum of what science was thinking. What The things that he came up with, the things, the, the theories that he had about how the universe operated, that's not something that you could have come to just basing it off of what was in the books that you were reading. You, I feel like science... It was outside the science world. Yeah. Science often makes the same mistake that people... It's it's almost... Some people get too religious about it where they fail to see that there is more. You're in the box. You can't you're see the outside box. the box when you're And if you're in, in the yeah. box and you're not really a scientist, you're just somebody who can memorize shit. Yeah. You have to, you have that's to, really well put. You, you're regurgitating facts as opposed just, to actually that's not, like that's creating not what it's knowledge. About. Yeah. I think both sides have lost sight of the fact that there is, like you said, there is another element to our consciousness or whatever, whatever. But At the very least, the dogma thing. Don't think you have it so fucking figured yeah, out, dude. I, feel like, well, yeah. I don't know if it's about physics, but I think theoretical physics does get into some wild theoretical shit. Theoretical physics is the only way physics moves forward. Yeah. Everything, everything before it becomes physics is theoretical physics, and they just fucking prove it or they don't. Exactly. I mean... That's that's actually goes to say for anything. Anything is theoretical before it's proven. But it also sounds crazy until they prove it, right? Like I feel like we forget that we're evolving, and I feel like we just think that we've already hit the plateau. Yeah. And then okay, so don't don't think of anything in the future. Just remember what we have now. It's like if you extrapolate the whole like high school mentality, like I got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. It would make sense that it's like a it's a fractal of it, man. Like you know what I mean, like. That it really is, like, in a nutshell, kind of how people are. That, like, it spirals outward. That, like, how we are as a society kind of is how we are as individuals. You know what I mean? What amazes me is that to think about that every single generation of people, when they were in their present time, they they thought it was, like, that was it. Like, like, can you think about it? Like, we look back at, like, the 20s and we're like, that's fucking lame. They had, like, silent-ass movies. They were like us, dude. They were out there wilding out, yeah. fucking you trying know what, to get pussy, fucking, you know like, really, running around the streets being nuts. You like, know what really fucking... Well, I'm not, like, not me anymore. I'm, <laughs> let me to preface that. I am not out in the streets running around trying to get pussy by any means. But you know what I mean? Like, you gotta say You it. guys, like, speaking for you guys, like, the younger guys. But it's hard to conceive that. It really is. It really I is. I mean, every now and then you talk to your grandfather. As I've gotten older, it's slip, gotten more relative because I've seen, like, like... I took care of my grandfather for like some of the last couple of years of his life. He had Alzheimer's and dementia and like seeing that slip, I guess it kind of made me like realize too that I'm like, yo, this dude was my age at some point. I see pictures of him when he like got out of the military. He was younger than me at that point. You know what I mean? That he had the same aspirations and ideas and like that it is that weird cycle of mm-hmm. genetics. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That it is kind of like exactly like you said that they've all been here before. And that's, that's why I try to tell people I work with too that I'm like, the biggest thing I tell people in their 20s, I'm like, let me be honest with you. I know it's fucked, but like no one's going to take you seriously until you're at least 27, 28, 29, maybe even 30. That even though you're fucking capable and ready to run and charge at that fucking wall and like you've got full of piss and vinegar, 
They're like, and hold up, just chill. Like, and I get it now because nobody's like, gonna take you seriously. Is what you tell them? As far as like in work and shit, you know what I mean? Like that's how it was in that AV company where I was ready to like I was running shows and they basically told me I wasn't gonna get paid for it for like another like five fucking years. Yeah, you're just intrinsically a bitch. But I understand age. because it's like, well, I understand to an extent from a corporate standpoint. I don't understand because you're fucking pumping money up the ladder as opposed to keeping it where it's actually generating revenue, right? But at the same token, in our little like stratosphere, like I understand that there are dudes that have families and have lives, and I understand the cost of living goes up as you get older. You've got more responsibilities. <laughs> it's probably a good thing they took money out of my pocket when I was younger, right? You know what I mean, <laughs> I'd be dead by now. Like, you know, like, dude, when I used to fly out to some of those shows, I'd get like fucking three fifty, four hundred dollars for my per diem for the week, and I was Jeez. eating for free in the fucking hotel. Yeah, I was yeah. Hammer. <laughs> like we like all the AV guys. Like the night you go to all of their show. Per diem or does that per mean per diem? Per diem, like no, like per diem for the week. It's like you're like your like stipend, you know, yeah. for the week for, for food, the, just okay. for food, basically. Like they cut me a check for three hundred bucks extra on top of my paycheck. Dude, that is dope. And I spend it all on booze. Dude, yeah, I would like, love, I would love a per diem, dude. I want one of those. And that's when I was young. I was like. Even then, I like again. I was ready to do the typical thing you're told to do, and like I grew up super blue collar. My dad's a roofer. Like started his own company, did pretty well for himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, my dad was a. I respect the chef, dude. He's way harder worker than I will ever be. Like, but that being said, like. I, I basically had that drive of like, you're supposed to just go to work every day. You work as hard as you can and you work your way up the ladder. You know what I mean? Like every day you're trying to strive for more and more and more and more. And like, I realized at some point when I thought I hit that glass ceiling where I was like, I should have just chilled. You know, that was all it was. Nobody told me to just to chill. Like, whoa, dude, why are you trying to make this like a foot race? Like life is very much more like a marathon. You know what I mean? Like slow down, take a breath, take a look around, enjoy this right now. Because guess what? Like you're, you're, later on, you're not gonna be able to like enjoy it as much. You're not gonna have as much free time. You know what I mean? That should have just like when in my twenties been like, cool. This is all fucking nuts. I can't believe you adults are this fucking crazy. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like made my money when I could, did what I wanted to do, but not taking it so seriously. Like like that checklist thing I was saying. Like all right, making good money, and I buy a house, and then I like I get all my little stuff and put it in this, jam it in there, and then I get a wife and a kid. You know like. And just been me and in that moment. Like, that's all along that I've tried to, like, do more is, like, live in the moment and enjoy where I'm yeah. at right now. And try right. to, instead I of trying to be three steps ahead. I kind of figure, like, I can, stuff just kind of works out, too. That's like, that ride the wave it's shit, just like Because like, just, like, just doing things that you like and doing the things that you love, you just run into people that need shit to get done, and you're there to do it. You're way so ahead of like, the game, dude. It's like... <laughs> That's yeah. that's that's exactly how it should be. That's where I feel like I'm fine. Like, how old are you? Uh, twenty three. Dude, you're way ahead of the game, dude. Because oh, I feel like I'm you. just coming into that now. Honestly, where like I'm finally taking a breath and being at TMD and like these random things that are coming along. Like, it's because I just kind of chilled out and was like, "This is where I am." You know, in that Zen moment of like, "This is what I'm doing right now." So I I might as well do it to the best of my ability you know what i mean and then people kind of gravitate towards you where they're like oh cool like whether it's like because you are just relaxed in your place yeah. or because like you were like trying to perfect your craft for the sake of perfecting it because you love it that much that i think people are drawn to that you know that's the only reason i trust this whole war and treaty thing because otherwise i don't know why <laughs> I shouldn't yeah. say that either. I don't know why they want to work with me. I, I try to be an honest that, dude. Did that Their relationship way, just build from you working with them at the the station? That me one and day? Michael kind of hit it off at the station. He's got a wild story, dude. Where I was kind of like, 
okay, fuck it. You can't make that up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, okay. So here's his story. He told it on TMD already that basically he was in like, uh, Iraqi freedom, operation Iraqi freedom. He was a soldier over there. And like one of his like best friends from boot camp got killed. And like he, like, I think his sergeant, he said was like, could tell he was struggling. And like, like when, after they took Saddam's palace, like they were stationed there. Like they used it obviously as an outpost. And he was like, "Hey man, you should come see something we found in the basement. I think it'll like ease your mind a little bit." And it was a fucking grand piano that Saddam Hussein played on. Wow, there right? You know. How trippy is that? And the dude hadn't played piano since like back when he was in high school and like could sing and was like had won like a talent show or something like that. Well, he started playing again, ended up getting picked up by his colonel to do all the uh, the the funerals for like soldiers. So he would, they would fly him to funerals. He would hang out with the guys for a couple of days that they were with, make an original song and then play it at the guy's funeral. And wow. like, how fucking crazy, crazy is that? Like, so like I got, I, I like talk hearing him say that shit on the radio. He, I, I got to see them interviewed. I recorded them with, with Donnie. And then I went in with Sam Soso while they were doing the interview and got to watch them do the whole full, what a day in Baltimore uh, hit parade would be like. And like hearing his story, I told him afterwards, you know what I mean? I was like, dude, he was like, I, on the radio, he was saying like, I don't know why they picked me to do that. I was like, it takes a very genuine person to do that, to fly in for four days and interview the people that like were closest to him and find out who that person was and then put together a rhythmic thing that moves people. You know what I mean? Like that takes yeah, a very a genuine person. I don't everyone. know whether it was me saying that to him or just relating or what it was, you know, like. I'm just a pretty open dude. And like when I told them I would like manage my friend's band, I even told them the same story I told you guys. I fell into it. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But like it seems like I'm okay at it. I'm pretty good at talking to people. That's what you need me to do. I'm good at doing whatever you want me to do. And he fucking like I felt weird about it. I didn't bring any business cards to like the t- station. I didn't know how they were with that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to be like poaching people. Like come to my little home studio and I'll charge you nothing to do semi awesome recordings, you know? Like, <laughs> but he was like, let me get your contact info. And he texted me later that day that he wanted me to manage them and whatever that meant. And I got, I met with them and explained to them like what I could do for them. They ended up coming to my house and recording a couple of times. And then that's where I ended up. Like they gave me those stem mixes. I was telling yeah. you about that. I'm going to end up mixing their like upcoming album, I guess they're going to try to release. How they, uh, what, what radio stations they get picked up by? I know TMD. I think there's one in ocean city they got picked up by, um, uh, Michael wrote like just an off the cuff after when the session picked up. You mean in their regular rotation, like they play them in the regular mix of wow. groups that they play. So it's not just like, I mean, they started on TMD as just like that one spotlight thing. And then they immediately got picked up into the regular rotation because people mm-hmm. were calling about it and like asking about it and stuff. But they've gotten picked up in now. Like he called me today and like I said, apparently they just got picked up by another like entertainment group that does distribution mm-hmm. to more radio. You know, they work in networks, 115 radio stations across the country. So like, yeah. I think the one song I did for them, I ain't going to make it home tonight, which was kind of like based around some of like the Black Lives Matter, like the like police shootings have been going on. Um, it was related to that and that's gotten picked up in a lot of like press and stuff and it's just kind of taken off. So that's where I totally understand that. Like I didn't see that coming at all. And again, I'm like, I don't know what you're doing with me, but I'm going to ride this wave and like feel it out, you know, do what I can do for it. You know? Yeah. Just do the best that you can. I'm not going to lie. Like, dude, like recording them, like it's especially because it's like a cello, a piano and two amazing vocalists. It's like, I definitely feel like privileged to be recording and like even just cello. I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was fun to record that. Don't get me wrong. My passion is recording rock bands. Like honestly, ideally, like if there are any punk bands out there that want recording, you know, like <laughs> I grew up listening to skate punk and shit, man. So 
<laughs> definitely hit me up on Facebook and stuff. But like, yeah, we'll put you out there, dude. But no, it's been a cool experience. I felt like again that they were like they came in and like blew me out of the out of, out of the water. I was like, whoa! Like they made my engineering easy. You know what I mean? The mixing, mm-hmm. they self mix while they're doing it. You know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I feel like that's like a thing that's lost on modern music, like the ability of an artist to just be good at the recording level. Not just standard. overdubbing everything yeah. and like pitch yeah, correcting everything. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's still there, dude. And I think that's kind of what's coming back because I think that's why the music industry is dying because that's what they push so hard mm-hmm. for however long they were pushing it. I mean, a decent portion of my life. You know yeah, what I mean? for sure. At least after like the mid-90s, late-90s, it kind of got went down, way downhill. Like there they clearly like had a, writer rooms and they were just like manufacturing yeah. the same bullshit. But I think people are tired of that, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. Same thing like with the chain restaurants. If you were like, yo, fuck Applebee's. Like, no offense, Applebee's, but like, don't please don't sue me. Uh, or do I'll become fuck famous. Applebee's, with dude. I hope you guys. You know what I mean? People are kind of going back towards like away from that kind of shit and going towards like close to yeah, local. Mom and pops. Yeah. yeah, I can yeah. see that happening, dude. For sure. I can honestly do. We're honestly, we're honestly closing on a fucking like two hours at this point. Holy dude. shit! Really? Yeah, man. We've just been fucking yapping. You got? I mean, yeah, I really got to hear myself anyway. Nah, it's all good, yeah. man. Anything uh, anything you want to promote? You wanna Yeah, obviously hit me up on Facebook, uh, Jared Brazil on Facebook. I think I'm number five on there. You can Google search me. Uh, I think I have a picture of me SEO playing drums. On point. And then obviously hit up my groups, you know, Little Heavies on Facebook um, and the War and Treaty that are around. Hell yeah, dude. We should go out on some War and Treaty. We should go out on some War and Treaty. Eric, what are you doing, dude? When are you yeah, if you, just YouTube uh, Hi-Ho is one of their bigger... Ones that's been really popular. Uh, obviously, uh, check out the. Thanks podcast. for having me out, guys. Obviously, yeah, dude, of course. I'm totally down to come back whenever. Yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah, the Warren Treaty has some big news coming out here in the next month or so. So I'll definitely be in contact Ooh. with you guys. That's awesome. To uh, try to. Yeah, we'll we'll bump that stuff. Mm. We'll we'll throw that in our plugs. Hell yeah, dude! Cool when's your uh, when's your gold club thing, dude? Is that already happened? Dude, that just got canceled. Uh, Dark Mark just club? messaged me. What? He was like, "Gold club as in like the gentleman's gold club?" Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was supposed to do a show there on the the twenty eighth, I think. I heard that's cool. Yeah, it was like shows canceled, whole story, but it doesn't matter. Damn, dude! As usual, I have no plugs other than live from the studio, SoundCloud.com slash LFTS podcast. We're gonna have this. Uh, we're gonna have this up on Sunday. Yeah. We're also, also we're going on iTunes and we're on Stitcher now. We're working on Thundergrunt. We got, <laughs> we're working on Thundergrunt. I don't dude. think that's gonna happen. Man. But um <laughs> it'll but, happen, dude. But um August thirteenth, if you're in Hanover, Pennsylvania. If you happen be to be there. At the sound room. That's the capital, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, it's a capital PA. Yeah, you might it's, be there. It's right around the corner from a big hot dog store. So <laughs> I'll be there. If has a hot dog store, come on in. Say LFTS what's up podcast Glazer. on all social media at Eric Glazer at Sophomore MD. That's me. Guys, see you later. Two, three, hop.
left you crying, but I'm in love. 